0: Good morning. It's good to be with you on this uh, Monday morning. I'm glad to be back, uh, continuing after a wonderful weekend of studying God's Word with you and thinking about uh, things of faith. I told you last week when we wrapped up our prophecies um, of, uh, uh, of the new of the Old Testament that are related to Jesus, those were just a few of them. We looked at five last week, and of course there are Literally thousands more, uh, that we were going to start an old testament book today, probably start Jonah. And, um, we're going to do that, we're going to start an old testament book, but I, I want to pause before that and, um, uh, for the next day or two, talk about Advent and Advent broadly, but also Advent within the church year. Um, so I, I want to talk today a little bit about, um, what the Christian year looks like. Um, For those of you who um, are part of more traditional, traditional is not the right word, more formal or liturgical churches, you're going to be used to the things of the Christian year. Um, For those of you that are in more uh, contemporary or less liturgical churches, this is going to all sound, unless you grew up in a more liturgical church, going to sound like, really, wait, what are you talking about? Um, Yesterday, um, Sunday was the first Sunday of Advent. Advent is a season, the four Sundays leading up to Christmas, where we prepare our hearts for the coming of Christ. Advent has two focuses to it. So today I want to talk about, I'll talk about the Advent a little bit, but then I really want, we'll talk more about that Advent tomorrow, but I really want to talk more about the Christian year today and how it all fits together. But, um, So, Advent is broadly about the coming of Christ, and we think about Christmas, because yes, it is about preparing for Christmas, but if you look at the gospel lessons for the season of Advent, many of them point to the return of Christ, because Advent is about waiting and preparation, and we remember the waiting and preparation that they did for his first coming, but actually those of us now, we are waiting and preparing for his second coming. So Advent is very much like that. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. First, I want to talk about the church year. So yesterday was um, the beginning of the new year. <laughs> you know, you may not think about it being the new year. You think, wait, the new year starts in about a month from now, not yesterday. But yesterday was the first Sunday in Advent. And Advent is the beginning of the church year. It, it, it is the season where, like I said, we prepare for Christ coming. Um, the church year is um, a beautiful thing because when you when you look at the church year and the liturgy of the of the church over the course of a year, you see a lot. Um, we live in modern days. We don't think about seasons apart from how they affect what clothes we wear by and large. Maybe, maybe we think about our school for our kids or things like that, but we, we think about the different seasons of the year, winter, spring, summer, fall, more in terms of how it affects us and our schedules and our life. We've grown disconnected from farming and from the earth in many ways. So we don't think about, well, in winter, you're doing this to prepare for the planting season. In the planting season, you're doing these things to get ready for the harvest and so on and so forth. We we don't we don't think about that because it's just not how most of us in the West live. So we've lost some of the grander beauties of the seasons, which means I think we don't always appreciate the church seasons because much like much like in days of old with farming and the seasons how they meant something specific to your life in that moment the church has that as well the church seasons made up of several the church years made up of several seasons first advent what we're entering into right now advent is where we prepare our hearts for the coming of christ both his first coming as the babe in bethlehem but his second coming as the King of kings and Lord of Lords who will judge all. These are these four weeks. The colors purple associated with kingship. So if you go into a sanctuary, St. Matthew's sanctuary, you're gonna see purple everywhere because it is it is associated with the birth of the king. After after uh, Advent, you go into the Christmas season. Uh colors white, the birth of the king. Um, and those are those are sometimes they used to be called ordinary time, uh, but the the Sundays after Christmas. Uh, primarily with Epiphany, where we celebrate the coming of the wise men and their worship of Christ. This season then leads us into Lent, which begins on Ash Wednesday. So if Advent is the season of preparation for the birth of Christ or the return of Christ, Lent is the season where we remember and we prepare ourselves for Easter Easter. And Lent specifically is focused upon the suffering of Christ, upon what Christ went through, upon his sacrifice, and it's a time for fasting and for prayer as we seek to um, remember all that He did for us. So, Advent, first of the, the first part of this church year, so he's not, the Sundays after Christmas, leading into Lent, and that leads into Easter. So. Lent, much like Advent, is purple. Celebrate. Remember, they put purple robes upon Jesus. Um, and um, and and so purple is the color of the season. Then we get to Easter, which is white, much like Christmas. We celebrate his resurrection. And then you have the Sundays after Easter, which then leads us to Pentecost. Uh, Pentecost is 50 days after Easter, it's where the Holy Spirit was given and on Pentecost, it's red because you celebrate the so you celebrate the Holy Spirit coming. So Advent, preparing for Christmas, Advent purple, Christmas, white, Sundays before Sundays after Christmas, leading to Lent. those are white, Lent, purple, then to Easter, Sundays after Easter, white getting to Pentecost, red. And then y'all from Pentecost, all the way to the beginning of Advent. We have ordinary time. Our, in the bulletin, it's called Sundays After Pentecost. The vast majority of the church year, y'all, is ordinary time. And I think that's a very appropriate thing because most of our life is ordinary. We have these high holy days of, if you will, uh, of Easter and Christmas. And those are awesome and significant. But most of our life is not lived in those moments. Most of our life is just lived in the drudgery and the mo- the the regularity of our regular life, our ordinary time. So um, I think that's significant that most of the church year is lived ordinary, this regular, run-the-mill of life. And it teaches us to find Jesus not just in the beautiful, but in the ordinary. Um, so you can also see uh, over this, you see how much this is about the life of Christ. So you see Advent kind of symbolizes birth, Lent signifies his suffering and resurrection in Easter, and then ordinary time signifies his lived-out existence now through the whole, with you know, li- living out, following him, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So preparation, Advent, then you have uh, crucifixion, resurrection, Lent, and then in many ways the Church, the Church, the power of the Holy Spirit post Pentecost. So I-, I think when we see when we see um, how the church here fits together and how Advent plays a part in this. So Advent preparation, leading to Christmas birth, Lent, suffering, leading to resurrection, Easter, Holy Spirit, Pentecost, leading to the church, ordinary time. You see the totality of the Christian life, preparing, receiving, suffering, resurrection, living out daily. Um, So, I think that's kind of cool. I I, I think it ties. I think this ties the church. We need to be careful with the church not to make ourselves the audience. And I I think that's the danger the church faces sometimes in our modern world is that. um, We're not the audience of worship, y'all. We're not. God is the audience of worship. Worship is not something that we receive. Worship is something we do. So I like that when we ground our worship experience, not in the songs we like or, or, or the scriptures we like, but we ground it in the life, the death, the resurrection, and the obedience to Jesus Christ, we really see something beautiful. I think that's really cool. So I if your church does the church year, um, Methodist, Presbyterian, Episcopal, Catholic, uh, more formal Lutheran, more formal liturgical churches, pay attention to what you see during Advent. Pay attention to the colors, pay attention to the symbols, pay attention to all these type things. Uh, Don't don't just ignore them, but but let them kind of wash over you and pay attention to what you see. And then if your church doesn't do the church year, um, see see how maybe you can learn more about it and see if you might find ways to be able to implement it into your individual life, because I think you'll find it rewarding. So um, anyway, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the church year today. And tomorrow we'll dig a little bit more into Advent. So, um, you know, I thought this could be a good exercise for us as we begin this, um, this time together. So, thanks for joining us today. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll um, see you tomorrow. Have a great day.